Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. I'd like to start with an apology. I'm sorry there was no crew for you last week. Unfortunately, we just couldn't get together at an appropriate time. However, we are going to make it up to you in this episode, for we have a plethora of topics to discuss this week, and we are launching our new Gridiron Crew WhatsApp crew community. If you'd like to be part of the crew, then you can get involved through WhatsApp. We'll release podcast information directly to you there, and it'll be a place for you to discuss football with like-minded fanatics. To keep up to date with all the latest crew news, then all you have to do is like, subscribe, and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. You'll get all our information there. If you'd like to be part of the crew, check our Twitter, Instagram, all those details. We'll have links to how to join. Um, It's very easy to do. You just have to take a wee scan of the picture, and your WhatsApp will be able to do the rest to get you added in. Very, very interesting. As I said, we've got a packed show tonight. But as always, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members to talk us through. First up, I've got a returning Viking Raider himself. It's Craig. Craig, how are we tonight? Evening, Keith. I'm doing good, mate. It's good to be back on the pod. It's been a wee while. Um, I'm kind of going through my NFL postseason kind of hibernation, but I'm, I'm getting back into you know the draft's got me back into things, getting excited again. Um, there's there's more and more stuff to talk about NFL related and. Yeah, it's going to be a long summer waiting for the kickoff, but yeah, loads to talk about. So yeah, good to be back, mate. We have dearly missed you, my friend. It's, it's great to hear you back on the, the podcast. I'm looking forward to discussing some of the fantastic bits of news that we've, we've got to ponder over this week. And we're also joined by our resident cowboy himself. Dan, how are you, buddy? Not too bad, not too bad. Just fresh off a visit to Sweeney Todd just for this pod. Just seen the state of me before I went to the barbers. <laughs> I think it's presentable for the pod. I thought I was bad. I've missed two weeks due to unavailability. I think I may be more regular at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into the news this week and uh, seeing what's, what's coming up. It's been, uh, it's been exciting. exciting there, yeah. That's good to see that the council's cutting the grass again there, Dan. Um, <laughs> Kev, we uh, are also joined by our Fly Eagles Fly, our fan there. It's uh, Kev. It's Kev Cogle. Kev, how are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um... Should have went to the barbers the same as Dan, but uh, <laughs> so hopefully tomorrow. Um, I was planning uh, on the uh, the sun tonight, and after it started, so if I, if I nod off at any point during the pod, it's not because I'm bored. I'm just I'm just exhausted. As you can see, I'm my face is the camera's not very uh, good tonight. The lighting down here is terrible, but um, I was out in the sun for a full five minutes, and absolutely, I feel my face is is starting to glow. Um, as we're sitting here tonight, aye, it's a, it's a dangerous time of year, I think, for, for your red-headed friends out there, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, make sure they've got a wee top up of sun cream anytime you see them. Um, tonight, we are going to start, as always, with our kick-off question, and Craig, it was yourself that came up with this one tonight, we're going to go with JJ Watt, I don't know if you saw this, JJ Watt uh, now has a stake in Burnley FC. Which NFL player would you want investing in an SPFL club and why? So, JJ Watt released a video. Him and his wife were sitting talking about um, how they... He's, he's, he's retired from retiring, I think it was, that he said. Um, his wife, I'm pretty sure, is one of the... A soccer player over in the States. 
Yeah, yeah, so, yep. I think he's a US yeah. national, uh, national team player. Yeah, yeah obviously, yes. obviously been bedding a year. Delighted with everything that Vincent Company's been doing um, this season with Burnley, who have just been promoted to the Premiership. He's getting in a good time then, isn't he? Dan, who would you go for yourself then, if you could get any NFL player to, to invest in your team, um, who would it be and why? I'm obviously going to have to go for for an ex-Cowboys player because why else would they go for anybody else? Um, but my answer, which will come to my reason shortly, is Roger Staubach. Hmm. And I'll leave it there until we go to, to a further bit on. Well, yeah, Dan's got a, a, a top 10 that he'd uh, count down that he's, he's introducing to the podcast for tonight. Hopefully you'll be able to join along at home and have a good listen to So we'll, we'll come back to that a wee bit later on. Kev, what about yourself? Who would you get to invest in in your team and why? I'll be, I'll be honest, I've got absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> let me see. I mean, I was going to say maybe Tom Brady because he's so successful and um, should have lots of money, but I don't think he's done too well in his previous investments as far as I hear. <laughs> so um, for that reason, I think get through him. Uh, I, honestly, I honestly don't know. I mean, how do you how do you figure out from watching on a football pitch? You know, who would be good at? Nah, I, don't, I don't know, guys. I'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, G- Craig, yourself, who are you thinking for your team then? Well, do you know, Kev, Kev mentioned Brady, and although he's although he's an obvious choice. For me, he's the only choice because as far as somebody that's got like winning mentality goes, like why would you not have somebody like Tom Brady? Like even even when he's gone through rough patches in, the career, in his career, the number of times he's able to bounce back and lift a team like that's that's the kind of guy that you want investing in your uh, in your football team. Um, and you know we'll, we'll touch on it later on. We're talking about. Brady and getting involved in his kind of post QB career, investing in, uh, in other teams and what he's uh, potentially going to be doing, putting some money in the Raiders. Um, but yeah, I'd go, I'd go for Brady if if I was wanting somebody that's actually going to make my football team more successful. I would go with Brady. Um, but we were kind of talking about it in the chat earlier on and saying, you know, who would you pick and what would you, you know, what, what were your reasons why? Um, if I was going for my local team and I wanted somebody like uh, to come in and. Uh, put some money into the, the Hamilton Academical Football Club. I'd, I'd go for pure banter. Go go for Antonio Brown, just just to see what <laughs> what kind of antics he would come up with. I think it'd be absolutely hysterical. Just just, just announces himself that he's going there. <laughs> he just like turns up on Twitter with a, an Aki's top on. He's not consulted them. He's just told them, "I'm I'm going to buy Hamilton Aki's." <laughs> They've just been relegated, so we need to think what could we actually do to make it worse for Hamilton Aki's. Trust me, Aki's need all the help they can get at the moment. But they're not about help or a hindrance. I'm back to you actually. I'm going to come back in. I would say, you know, for maybe for the same reasons that Smudger said, um, I would go with Belichick. It's got to be a player, but yeah, uh, for the same reasons that Smudger said, the success that he's had at New England over a really long period of time, that's that's a guy that I think I would want involved in my team. I, th- I think Antonio Brown going to the, the Ackies would be quite good. I think he, <laughs> part of the deal, he'd have to get Equises and ML3 Bar involved in that as well. Um, I'm going to go for the, the Kelsey brothers. 
Kelsey Brothers Ooh. going to just up the road for the Aki's. Um Kev, Dan and I are Celtic fans. Craig, of course, you're a Rangers fan in the, the, the chat. Um, but local teams to us, I'd say I'm going to go for Motherwell. Um, and that would have to be the Kelsey Brothers because, you know, they love their mum. They would look you, after their wee mum. Would you go for us? Well, we'd say the Kelsey Brothers then. Would you, would you go for, you say, got to be a stealer because they're the steel men? <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. There we go. Fantastic. Um, I is it, is it curious want to see them investing in that. I, I wonder what the the tax benefits are by all these uh, Americans coming over and investing in the the English football clubs just now, and if you even see it up in Aberdeen and through in Hibs as well that the football is getting invested in. But listen, yeah. a wee bit. Of, Pollinization, uh, cross pollination um, of the sports would be good because the the service that they provide to the fans and the viewing pleasure and the viewing experience that they you get over there seems to be second to none, and much much better than the, the the facilities that we've got in the Scottish football stadiums just now. No, even a Kelly Pie can cut it. Um, no, it needs to up its game big time. <laughs> We're living. I don't know. Pie now, are they? The vegan one at Celtic Parks smelled amazing the other day. Um, I've not tried that yet. Not tried that yet. So we, need, we need to bring in. Uh, need to bring in like the director of Bovel, directors of snacks, just directors of like all, all the stuff that you, you actually want when you go and see the football. The football's kind of second. It's a bit like when you go and watch the NFL. It's the it's the, it's the tailgating. It's the build up. That's the stuff that you yes. that you thrive on. The football's a bonus. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll get. <laughs> um, let's get stuck into the news because plenty to talk about this week. Let's start with the latest um, from the the owners' meeting. I think it was where they they discussed the kickoff changes, which now means that you know, Dan, I'm going to come to you. Um, you're our rules man, um, <laughs> following a long line of uh, of the, the corners that do that. Tell us uh, a wee bit about the latest kickoff changes and how it's going to affect. The game, yeah. So obviously, there's a big, massive focus on safety in the NFL at the moment, and they believe that kickoffs are the next place they want to tackle because of the high-speed collisions. So obviously, a kicking team rushing towards the receiving team, and they're just running both at a reasonable pace. So they're trying to minimise these collisions. So the new thing they've brought in, and I think it's a one-season trial to start with, yeah. is that you know, any kickoff or safety post-safety kick, if you mm-hmm. fear catch within the 25-yard line the ball will automatically be spotted on the 25. So you could fair catch on the one, the ball will automatically be moved to the 25. Basically the same as a touchback. Yeah. So effectively, they're basically making that a live touchback rather than waiting for it to get to the end zone. So that's the rule, how people respond to it and how it's received is still to be seen. So a, a fair catch, I'm one of them that I'm relatively new, past couple of years I've got into, but there'll be people who are hopefully joining us that don't really quite get all the lingo, yeah, yeah. our job here is to kind of break it down a wee bit for them. So the fair catch, yeah. that's when the player, is it they extend their hands? So they, can make any, they can make any signal at all. So basically when the, when the ball is in there, they can make any sort of signal, as long as it's a clear enough signal, that they're going to catch the ball and they're not going to advance it. So basically they're telling yeah. the opposition players that are running towards them, I'm catching this ball and I'm not going to advance it. So that then affords them protection. So players can't get, I can't remember the exact, Yardage, but players can't get within so many yards of them while they catch the ball. Um, any contact that's made 
so the guy puts a fair catch signal up. Any contact is made, then results in what's called a kick catch interference penalty, mm-hmm. uh, which is then an automatic a fifteen yard penalty from the spot of the of the catch. So it basically protects them because they're saying I'm not going to advance, I'm not going to run with the ball, so you can't tackle me. Effectively, is what it's saying because they're a defensive defenseless player because they're, they're just going to catch the ball and stand there. So uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of definition of a, of a fair catch. You can fair catch on a punt as well. Um, same rules apply with that, where you can't advance it, you can't be tackled, but a punt has not been brought into the new ruling yet with the moving to 25-yard lines. So right. a punt, a fair catch, the ball will start from where the ball is caught. I'm assuming that assume would be... Uh, if, 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 you got, if you got fouled on the one-yard line... <laughs> and it's yeah. a 15 yard penalty for the spot yeah. in the field. I take it be 15 yards now with this new rule, and it's 15 yards from the 25 yeah. yard line. Yeah, I'm assuming it will be, yeah, yeah, to take, take the it's guy. Personal foul. So it's, it's basically an unnecessary roughness penalty, is what um, it, it would come under, but it's got its own definition of kick, catch, interference. But there's a lot of other ones you see is um, you don't actually have to make contact with. The, with the receiver, the, the receiving player, they've just got to interfere with them to stop them from catching the ball. So right, okay. yeah. if they got too close to him, it stopped him getting a clean catch of the ball, which means maybe he hit, hit somebody fumbles it, because then it would obviously make it a live ball. But because if they've interfered with him and stopped him making a clean catch, then that's also a penalty as well. What's your thoughts on it, Kev? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Obviously, safety's got to come first, but um, I just I do feel as though you'll see you know, far less kick returns now. And that's that's always really exciting. Um, I mean I was I was over in Boston last year when um when there was that amazing return in the, the, the New England game. Um and it's just like it's you know it's blockbuster. Um and I think with this new rule it'll kinda um it'll show you fewer of that. But at the same time, as I said, safety's got to come first and um, you know, if that's why they're doing it, then I suppose I understand why. That was the the, the moment I was thinking of last season as well was the the big return against the Jets for the the Pats um, to to win the game, which had been a honking game. <laughs> the one, the other, <laughs> it wasn't a classic. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was thinking of was um, looking back at old episodes of like Jackass, where they would just get Johnny Knoxville to get absolutely wiped out. Be somebody running up in full pelt, and that for all that's absolutely hilarious. And love watching stuff like that, it's brilliant. That can do serious damage to guys, and you can understand why these multi millionaire investments and in, by the clubs are not wanting to put them in so much danger. For all yeah. it, it looks great as a spectacle, you're not wanting anybody to be seriously harmed that's going to keep them out for weeks at a time or yeah. that's going to do any any serious damage uh, like Damar Hamlin had as, as well. You're, you're hoping to kind of limit anything like that. So I can understand it's maybe taking a wee bit of the, the edge away, but I can understand why they're, they're going for it. It would be interesting to see the stats on injuries on kickoffs to see what yeah. the logic behind their decision is because... yeah. Watching games, potentially as you just don't pay attention, but I don't remember watching many games where players get injured on kickoffs or hmm. kicks. They, so they there obviously must be some reason behind it, and they've got some logic behind it. But it'd just be interesting to see their logic behind the decision. They, they did mention that there was like kind of some statistic around it that they'd kind of looked at, you know, where these kind of injuries are occurring most, and they identified and, and have predicted that by 
enforcing this new ruling, this uh, you know twenty-five yards fair catch that you know they'd said, oh, we think there's going to be a, a percentage reduction. I can't remember off the off the top of my head. It was something like yeah. it was going to go down from like thirty-seven to thirty-one or something like that. Yeah. But you look at the reactions um, around the the league. Um, I was reading an article and it was Andy Reid getting asked about it, and he was basically slightly kind of negative about it, but basically saying, you know, you've got to tread a, a fine line between protecting players and playing flag football because taking taking hits is part of the game. It's part of the excitement. It's why we enjoy it. And as you said, Kev, like some of these huge kicker tons are, are one of the best things about it. When when you see somebody that's, you know, catching the ball in like their own one yard line and basically running the full length of the field, you know, that's the kind of stuff that gets you on your feet and you want to watch it over and over again. Um, but on, on the other side of it, like say concussion, not just concussion, just any kind of big hits, you know, like, like so the, the, the Hamlin situation last year that nobody wants to see happen again. It's it's that fine balance, and you know things are constantly evolving. You know the, the, the players are getting better protection, not just with rule changes, even equipment changes. You know in recent years there's been a number of things. You know the the, the quarterbacks are more protected now. You know the rough and the passer rules that we've had in for for a number of seasons now, and there will be like the, the game will evolve, um, and rules will get tweaked. And it's good in a way they're saying, look, we're going to try this for a year, see what happens. Um, if we see a difference, then it, it could become the norm, but. Yeah, just hope it doesn't take away too much of that excitement. Those those big kind of punt returns we love to see. Yeah, I think in recent in recent years, it used to be common to have kickoff returns for touchdowns, but now I'd say I don't know percentage wise, but a lot majority of kicks going to the end zone. It's a touchback. Very very rarely do you see anything now. Even the ones that are returned tend to be returned from inside the end zone. The players tend to take it out. You don't, and that's I don't know why that's changed. If it's the, the protection schemes of the kickers getting stronger with their legs, or I'm not sure, but it seems it has kickoff returns for touchdowns has dramatically fallen off a cliff in recent years. It kind of takes away the, the skill of the, the kicker as well, um, to, to get the height on it and to get it to land just short of that. Uh, the end zone there, around about the one yard line, that's yeah. that's the, the dream of every kicker, that's their aim to do and that a lot of skill and effort and practice goes into that adjusting for the the pressure in the air sometimes even when you're in new england adjusting for the pressure of the balls as well so <laughs> um just making sure that that, that is not taken out of it because that is a really refined skill that the, they've got as well so yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see how it goes through understand the safety aspect of it and why they want you to introduce it that'd be quite good um next up then let's have a wee look at brady raids vegas Tom Brady, um, not sure a wee bit of dough himself, is looking to 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 cash uh, to cash in a wee bit in the Las Vegas Raiders, where he is now a minority uh, investor in the, the the club. Does that rule him out making a, another return after retiring again, Kev? Do you think this is him just looking to keep his toe in the water? maybe think about possibly making a wee return because Vegas was one of the, the teams that he was linked with along with the 49ers. What do you think is going to happen there with, with Tom? I mean, I don't know. If, if he does retire, um, would the NFL have to still approve that? Because um, I heard that the NFL are obviously having to rubber stamp it. Um, so is that an indicator that he's not retired? Um, because if he is retired, then 
I, I don't know if they still have to approve it or what. Um, the, the other thing is, I don't know if that would be an indication that it's going to the Raiders, because um, we've got Rogers, um, who um, got shares in the club, and he's been so, again, I don't know about that either, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see him play another season somewhere else and see see how he would because um, you know the, the last year I think it was a bit disappointing. He still he done he done pretty well. Um, I think he was a wee bit disappointing, um, and I'd like to see if he goes somewhere else if he's Dan, do you think this would be a, a good move for the the Raiders themselves? Kind of bring them on as a a free freelance executive type thing where you can yeah. you can lean on them for any tips and advice. I think he's um, deferred another year on his Fox contract that he was looking to start for his his punditry. Yeah, I think I think that is him retired, and I think I think he's done. He's deferred his. It was meant to start. But we say Fox are told him you can start whenever you want. But I think it's been announced that he will skip this season with Fox mm-hmm. and start next season. I was just, just when you were talking about that, I was just scrolling through to see if there was any sort of indication of money or anything like that. But what I have found out that he's also invested in the Las Vegas Aces, the women's NBA team owned by Davis as well. Oh, right. So yes. um, there's obviously some link up where he's happy to be involved in different things with Davis as well. He's also joined an ownership group for the expansion of Major League Pickleball. But they also visited and watched the Las Vegas Night Owls. So there's obviously something for them to get involved in different Vegas teams. What that is remains to be seen and how much of an influence he's going to have. But yeah, I mean, if you're the Raiders and I mean, Davis isn't getting any younger, if you want someone to come in that's, that's been there, seen it, and done it all, why not if Tom Brady is on your executive board at some point or, or some capacity in the future? Maybe they're looking at get him involved now at this level and then as the future goes on, is he potentially going to be a GM in the future? Do you know I mean? So I think maybe the Raiders have thought if we move now and get him involved with us now, mm-hmm. they're going to get him. So I think they might maybe the future person future proofing themselves a wee bit by getting him in the door now um, to see what he could do for them in the future. Yeah. Craig, I've, I've, I've um, got two, two questions in, resp- in response to that. I've so just he, looked he's, it up. So he's invested in the basketball team as well. Yeah, the women's NBA team. Yeah. Right. Is he, is he going to hype them up in the same way that McDaniels does and, the, you know, getting the, <laughs> getting the drama and stuff? And, and the other thing is, what's what's pickleball? I just had to look <laughs> it up there. Right, so pickleball, from what I've seen, right, I've just looked it up there, as Dan mentioned that, because I, I hadn't heard of this myself. It looks like miniature tennis with a, like a wee wooden bat as opposed to a proper racket. And it oh, seems right. to be... Loads of old people playing it in the, the clips on, on a. Uh, so on is it, is it like somewhere between is it somewhere between table tennis, regular tennis, and like that wee kind of paddle tennis that you play on the beach? It'd be sort of like table tennis there. on a tennis court. That's what it looks like. It looks like a cool. table tennis on a tennis court. Yeah, I've never table tennis pickleball. <laughs> I'd heard of it, but didn't know this is what it was. I just I'd heard the name, but never actually looked it up. But now, uh, yeah, so it's table tennis or ah, uh, looks like maybe half a tennis court. There you go. Every day's are, a school day. Yeah, for those that are following online live, I've, I've posted a, a link to um, a wee image there of uh, 
pickleball guys you can click on the comments there at the side you'll be able to see that yourselves as well interesting interesting that's the um, and the the women's um basketball team that's the same team that is it um who's the tight end darren waller yeah is that the one mm-hmm. that his uh, wife plays for as well that they didn't invite McDaniels to the wedding, so he punted him to New York as well. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Interesting. Um, I like the that was a really good point that you made that maybe Brady's kind of learning the ropes for the behind the scenes work, like GM as as opposed to actually going into like the coaching side role, more the how the, the actual the back workings of um, the teams is, is actually involved. Maybe he likes it, the pressure of that as opposed to the actual on the field coaching yeah. and i can kind of understand that a wee bit as well because you always hear whenever it comes to like the football that we know and love here in, in scotland players like the greats they really really struggle to become good coaches unless you're zinedine zidane who gets to coach the very uh, most elite players that there, there are otherwise they're just showing up their own players at training every week um every day because they were so good and they've still got that and they're thinking five steps ahead of everybody else. It must be really, really difficult for someone like Tom Brady to go into a, into a coaching role and have to work with lesser players. <laughs> he might not have the temperament for that, but then... <laughs> you can you just picture then, Brady, couldn't you? <laughs> like he's trying to coach somebody. To, like aye, he's, trying to throw, he's, he's trying to teach a quarterback to throw the throw. Like, oh, just give just keep it here. Look, just do it like that. <laughs> just like throws an absolute diamond in it. So you can just imagine dejected the, quarterbacks just sitting there like, ah, I can't do that. You can just imagine him <laughs> oh, with two minutes, last minute, two, last two minutes of a game, needing to win, just fucking... Coach's gear on, helmet on, run onto the field. <laughs> yeah, I'll do this. Well, that takes us to another wee bit of news that we had this week where teams are able to now dress a third QB without using an active roster, roster uh, spot. This kind of comes after um, Brock... Uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was injured in the game last uh, year, but then had to come back on because the, was this the third or fourth string? Fourth? Um, fourth well, string QB for the... If you go back to the beginning of the, the, the 49ers season, it was like, yeah, you had like what, Jim, Jimmy G, Trey Lance, and then, then it was Purdy, and then they went down to J- Josh... Ah, uh, what's his name? Johnson? No, Johnson. Johnson. Thank you. Um, aye, it was yeah. just like that that absolute disaster of an NFC title game for the 49ers. So you can kind of see why they've thought, aye, fair enough. They were, they were trying to get Christian McCaffrey, I think, at one point to come on and chuck the ball. It's <laughs> <laughs> just empty. I think this is really only going to affect the 49ers and the Dolphins this season. Hopefully, um, that's where they looked at going by last season. Was it the I had um, Tua in my fantasy team? So Tua went down, but then it was. Um, Teddy Bridgewater came on and he got concussed. Then it was it someone Thompson, I think it was Skyler Thompson, yeah, I think uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, he came on, well for yeah, he came on and he was he was uh, just I think he got concussed as well. It must be something to do with the heat down there. Um, so I another good wee bit of news there. Talking about tour, did you see <laughs> the news? Um, how they're going to help him. There seems to be a lot of chat this off season about Tua and 
keep him from getting concussed again and keep him healthy because when he's healthy, he's a fantastic player. So there's been things where he's been doing jiu-jitsu and practicing how to roll and judo, I think it was, and um, practicing how to fall and roll. And the latest that we've heard that the, he's going to have a cam on his uh, helmet to, I think it must be for post-matches when they're, they're doing their, their video analysis to see what Tua sees, what Tua's <laughs> not seeing, and then <laughs> to see what Tua should be seeing when he's lying on his back in the, the top lane. <laughs> what, what Tua sees, he just sees the sky after he's been absolutely <laughs> flattened again by his non-existent <laughs> offensive line. It's just just a nice nice blue, you know, Florida sky. That's that's what Tua sees. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like. I think that's a McDaniel sounds like a really, really, really clever guy, open to trying so many new things and wonderful things. I'm looking forward to see. I hope they release some of the videos, I Kev. Brilliant. I, I, I would, do you know what? In a, in a kind of sick way, I'd like to see some of the videos as well. But for me, if you know, the fact that we're even talking about stuff like this um, is just like the clearest indication ever that the guy shouldn't be playing football. He shouldn't be on a football park. Um, if the, you know if this is the type of conversation, some people just aren't built to take hits. Um, it was like uh, Amir Khan in boxing. It was well, it was so painful to watch seeing him getting like bambi legged about the ring so many times, and you're just like, give it up, mate! You're, you you shouldn't be taking punches in the face. Um, and I think Tua's heading heading you know in that same direction. Uh, the fact that you know this is even a conversation, although. Um, like you say, it'd be, it'd be quite interesting to see some of the videos. I think not taking the concussion and the safety aspect of it. I think it'd be quite as an interesting concept, though, from a coaching point of view. If you've got a quarterback coming out of college who maybe isn't hundred percent yet, stick a camera on him in training and watch it back. I know coaches will see him in training, but they don't see from his eyes. So, I mean, if your quarterbacks coming out of college, you're ready to go, your Richardsons and stuff like that, they don't need it, but. Maybe somebody that's kind of sitting behind a quarterback for a year or two. Put the camera, just see what he looks at, see what his reads are, and see how, how he's progressing and what you can help him, what you can do to help him progress. I think it's for a coaching aspect, it's quite a bit of an ingenious idea, I think. Yeah, Craig, what are your thoughts on it? I think I'd love to, I'd love to see some of the like, I'd love to see some of the footage. I think it's fascinating to get like a, a player's perspective on you know their, their movement inside the pocket and everything else at first when when i heard that they were thinking of doing this i thought i thought it was just going to be like a practice thing um mm. but um yeah you might end up with like the same situation remember remember last year you were watching um watching red zone and scott hansen was talking about the sky cam that broke and the sky cam's questionable to the turn you know you're now going to get the tour cam <laughs> is questionable to the turn um but i, I, I think it's yeah it's like it's like when you, you the only perspective you ever, you ever tend to get in that is if you're if you're playing Madden or something like that. So it'd be it'd be pretty cool, I think, to be able to to see it from yeah the the, the point of view what, what what your quarterbacks are actually seeing. Um, so yeah, let's let's see let's see what happens. Hopefully, How long is it going to be it? until they get accused of cheating because you're using uh, yeah. to read the defenses or something like that? Hell, it's not going to take long, is it? Uh, I think anything that anything that's going to add another kind of visual interest, you know, you, you're used to a number of years now. You've got the camera, the sky cams that give you like brilliant like perspectives of what's happening in the field, how the team's set up. Um, so 
Yeah, anything like that that's going to make it more entertaining, I'm, I'm absolutely all for it. And, and it helps protect Tua because I love watching Tua. He's brilliant. He's, he's, when, when he's on form, he's absolutely brilliant as a, as a quarterback yep. to watch. Really entertaining. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, he has a, a much a much better season as far as protection is concerned. And maybe maybe the jujitsu and the, the, the helmet cam is going to help with that. So, yeah, let's see what happens. I was just looking up. If the TV companies take advantage of this, can like, I don't know what the rules are going to be with the NFL and doing this, but can you imagine like a running back camera or a, a, a lineman camera or something? The TV companies are going to start getting involved with this and kind of offering you different perspectives on the game, which I think would be pretty interesting. You know, we put a, put a, yeah. a camera on Christian McCaffrey and see how he sees the gap. How he, <laughs> like imagine how shaky the camera would be, though. He'd be like, um, <laughs> this is, this is what Christian McCaffrey sees and the screen's just like this. <laughs> I, think, I think it's something to watch for going forward. If, if, if the NFL allow this, then I can see the TV companies asking the question, at least. Even, even quarterback cameras for the TV companies. Yeah, I mean, aye, when, you're, when you're watching F1 or like MotoGP or something like that, you see the cameras in the driver's helmets and you see it on the car. It, aye, that, that, that struck me as well when you said it. I just, I can't imagine that the teams would allow um, it to be broadcast. I'm, I'm not sure that that's something that they would be keen on, but it'd be great if, it, if they did. Looking at an advert a wee while ago, and it was the for Meta Facebook's new um, online thing that they're going to be doing. And one of the games that they've got is the NFL Pro Era, and it's where you're basically QB and with the Oculus things that you've got on the VR headsets, you're seeing what a QB seen. So um, you've got uh, your man at the Cardinals. Uh, who's the the QB there? Kyler Murray. Kyler Call of Duty all day, and um, we can see Tua getting absolutely hooked on this, practicing <laughs> on his bed so he falls safely on that. Um, that'll be quite interesting to see how things like that takes off. Um, I wonder if they'll uh, adopt that into to Madden as well, going through uh, forward. Smashing. Um, so that was Tua camp. You mentioned Mike Mc, uh, McDaniel um, getting involved with the... He's really living it up in Florida in the, the off-season just now. I think there's been two games he's been at. The I saw the Florida... Panthers. Who was it? Panthers game he was at where he's uh, just holding court there on the drums, getting the, the crowd buzzing for the, the match there. Um, good to see he's enjoying his, his time off there. How do you think he, the, the Finns will do this upcoming season? They seem to have invested... Um, Defensively, very well, um, try to protect two a fair bit. Um, shame they didn't have a first round pick to, to help add that, but they seem to have invested some of their their money into the, the team. And um, Dan, how do you think they are going to do this season? Yeah, I think it just follows on from their previous point. There. I think it's all going to depend on how healthy they can keep two. That's that's key to their success this season. Um, to keep him fit, the issue they've now got is they've now got Aaron Rodgers to contend with. Yeah. So you've already you've already got Josh Allen, you've got Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what you're going to get for the Patriots. You'll you probably get your usual seven or eight out of ten for the Patriots. So they're going to really have to be on their game to to, to get something this season. Um I think they're going to struggle in the in their in their own division. So uh, I don't see much success unfortunately from the, the, the Dolphins, even if they keep to a fit. Kev, do you foresee a, a 
bit of a challenge for your Eagles from the, the Finns this season? No, no, I, I agree with everything that Andrew said there. I think they've got a, a really tough division and uh, I, I think they'll struggle to get consistency. Um, Tua, Tua and how fit he is, how healthy he is, is, is going to be um, a big factor, but I don't know. Um, Gesicki leaving as well. Uh, Tyreek's a year I don't, I just, no. Nah. I think the, their best chance was last year. What do you think there, um, Craig? Yeah, they only they only had what four picks in the draft, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's not you know based on that alone, um, they're they're not going to have a, a massive turnaround and and fortune. It's not going to it's not like a full rebuild as such. Um, and you know the picks they've got, it's Cam Smith, and I'm just looking at De- Devin Ashani, a chain. I'm not sure how you pronounce his second name. So he's going to be like what E-chain. maybe a chain, E chain. Um, so it sounds like a train. Um, could could be a decent, a good name for a running back. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to probably be what well, I'd be I'd be three at the moment, um, depending on depending on what else happens uh, between now and the start of the season. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really it's going to be a tough tough division for them. Um, so yeah, struggling to see any significant change from from where they were last year. Um, the biggest the biggest improvement I think they can hope for is a healthy tour. And I think what we'll do is we'll just focus on the the AFC East um, just now because the Pats have received two days. Um, I thought it was two days, just um, OTAs, but Dan, you were saying that it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, they've not just been restricted from on-field activities. It's basically two full days they've lost in the facility. So um, before we came on in, I was just reading up there. So teams are... During OTAs, they get two hours on the field and four hours to do other team activities within the facility. So I don't know whether that's like meetings or uh, video or whatever, whatever else they could do. Uh, gym sessions, I'm not 100 sure, but rather than the Patriots usually using, sorry, can I speak? Losing two days of on-field practice, they're losing the two full days, so they can't even be in the facility for those two days either. So they're losing more than just being on the field together. They're losing basically. Two days of preseason. No, Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is down fifty thousand dollars as well. Um, did anyone see any the, the violation? It says the actual violation it appears to centre around meetings instead of any on-field infractions. So I wonder if the the teams are, are met up and they're meant to have been on holiday. I didn't realise this until just the, the past year. I've learned this that the unions have. I've quite a lot of say in what happens and what doesn't happen with the, the players and the teams and I wonder if it's something that around that would you think Craig? I don't know I, I was just for, for those those of you watching the video this is my shocked face uh, the, the new England Patriots have violated <laughs> a rule I mean <laughs> come on <laughs> this this sounds a bit familiar does it not? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't really go into much detail about what, yeah, what exactly the violation was, who who they were filming undercover, and what they were filming. But you know, I'm only guessing here. Probably they've probably flown a drone or something over to Miami and see. I see how to is <laughs> their helmet cams getting on or something. That's, that's probably what they're getting done for. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's 
back as 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 a couple of days. You know, Bill Bill Bill's he's a coach that yeah, he pushes the boundaries, um, and he's 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 a bit of a genius. Let's let's be honest as well. So, um, I don't think he'll be losing too much sleep over it. But um, I I'm I'm just curious to find out, like like you were saying, Keith, what exactly it was that um, mm. that has happened and that's resulted in this two full days. Let's like, see, Dan, not just practice, like everything so whatever it is the, the nfl was obviously clamping down hard on it they're, they're not very impressed so aye, i i'm sure it'll come in the wash having recently turned 40 myself i can kind of understand what, what's happening there with, with bill and you get a wee bit older you started stop giving a, a, a shit about everything else <laughs> you started just take wee take wee like shortcuts whatever you want you don't really care what other people say usually with older people around here maybe Start saying a few inappropriate things, but start to park wherever you want. Double yellow line, you're only there for five minutes, doesn't matter. You can just tell Bill uh, Belichick parks in the disabled base, just because it saves him <laughs> a, a, an extra minute. Um, terrific. Um, let's head up to New York then for the first day of their OTAs. Um, everybody was really excited to see Aaron Rodgers and see how he got on. And they limped off with a calf issue after the first day. That's how it's going to go for somebody. It's aging, as we were mentioning there with Bill Belichick, as uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kev. I'm sure he'll be fine. I think that's just a, a wee tweak. He'll be he'll be all right and back in um, setting the standard for the, the rest of the team, won't he? Yeah, you'd like to think so. I mean, if if he's going to if he's going to get a minor injury, then um, now's the time to get it. There's uh, plenty of time to get to get healthy, but um, then again, maybe his body's just failing. Maybe we'll no, never see him again. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that be fun for the Jets? Would you think um, someone else had a minor injury? Dan was uh, Alan Lazard. Um, do you want to talk through that one? <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say at least it was the Alan Lazard. <laughs> As, I see uh, what happened there. We'll use uh, we'll use uh, WWE t- uh, terminology. I think he got a uh, one in the solar plexus, as they would say in <laughs> WWE. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never seen the video, but uh, he, he took a bit of a sore one in a in a very sensitive area. Yeah. Um, I'll let you quote. Uh, tweet. That... You can quote him, tweet uh, Keith. I'm just looking for the, the, the tweet just now. Um, it was terrific from him. I love the... Where is he there? Oh, that's my Daniel one. I um, can't remember what it was. It was something like um, everybody's all... They say not. Hey, I'm, I'm good, yo. I've got it. I'm, I've got it. I'm good, yo. Not sure why they didn't report that I practiced the rest of the day at 100%, but I'm all good. Just get hit in the gonads. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific, terrific, terrific. They get a cup, isn't he, mandatory in OTAs then? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. They might lose a couple of days after that one then. Um, finishing off, we've got two more bits of news then to, to, to cover. Was, um, Pat Mahomes was asked um, something um, and gave a, a fantastic answer. Craig, you want to take this one? Yeah, it was. Um, it was an interview that, that Mahomes had earlier on the week. Um, I just, I, I just really liked his response. You know the. In the off season, there's been loads of talk about QBs and and what a quarterback should be paid. Contract negotiations. Um, we've we've seen all the the kind of Lamar Jackson 
um, stuff with the Ravens. Um, how much is he going to get paid? Um, same with the with the Eagles. Like, what they're going to do with Hurts? How much money is he going to get paid? And basically. It was a little bit, I think they were trying to trip him up a little bit, you know, basically saying, well, hang on a minute, you're not getting paid as much as these guys. What's your thoughts on it? And I, I just, I really liked his, the way he kind of handled the question because at, at the time that Mahomes, you know, got, got his contract and, and the structuring of his contract, it, it's the same if you, if you went back a few seasons before that, like as, as a Vikes fan, when, when Kirk Cousins got his guaranteed money and, you know, everyone's kind of jaws were dropping at the time going, you know, geez, oh, he's getting paid an, an absolute ton of money. Um, and it was in terms of like percentage of how much you know cap space it took up. It was a huge amount. But Mahomes' response about listen, he's recognizing that you know he needs a team around him to be successful. He's more interested. And he said that himself. He is more interested in his legacy. He's more interested in getting Super Bowl rings. Um, that's his priorities. Is I've got enough money. I am I am set up for life. I don't need to basically completely fascinate myself with how much am I being paid in comparison to my peers. Um, and I think a lot of players in the NFL, a lot of like wide receivers, quarterbacks, there is this constant capacity. Well, hang on a minute, you know, he's getting paid this. How come I'm not getting paid this? But, you know, these these guys are getting paid, you know, life-changing sums of money on a yeah. on a weekly basis um for, for us mere mortals. So I just I just thought that you know Mahomes' response was was pretty refreshing. And um yeah, he recognizes that for that team to be successful, he's gonna have to make sure that you know there's money available to do that to pay these guys. So yeah, he seems like he's got a pretty sensible head on his shoulders, um, unlike his brother. So um good on him. That might be why he needs the big payday. <laughs> He's going to have to bail out his brother all the time. Um, it's easy for Mahomes to say something like that when he is one of the highest paid players in the league, to be fair. <laughs> I'm sure right. if he was one of the lowest paid players... He'd He's, He's not a pittance, is he? Let's be honest. Yeah, right. He's on a decent, decent amount of money. Um, brings us on to our last wee bit of news um, that we've got here as the commanders have been knocked back for their patent of the the use of the, the board commanders for their name. They may have to change their name yet again. Um, so what do we think about this? Do they, have you get any ideas or suggestions that the the commanders could be going for this time? I don't think they can go back to was it the Washington football team was the last incarnation. Um, I don't think they've gone back any further than that. But um, Washington Commanders, were you on board with that in the first place? Would you be sad to see that go? Was that a slow burner there, Kev? Were you, could you have got behind it eventually? Uh, I, I suppose you would just get used to it after a while. Wouldn't you? It was um, it was fun. Uh, it's been fun to um, to kind of see them struggle to come up with a new identity since they, they were forced to uh, lose the Redskins. Um, <laughs> I think... I think over time you would have just got used to it, and and to be fair, I think there was um, there was potential in commanders. You know, there was quite mm-hmm. a bit that they could, they could play around with, um, the kind of military side of things. Um, but surely, do they really need to patent the word? Can they not just stick with that? Um, what, 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 why do you need to patent the, the name? Uh, MD no, MD get any ideas? So, well- the reason they couldn't do it is because um, there was two reasons given why the application was denied. Well, there's the Commander's Classic, which is the annual football game between the Army and the Air Force. And the <laughs> second reason was previous trademarks for the Washington Space Commanders 
and the Washington Wolf Commanders were made by a man named Martin McCauley, who lives in DC. So he must be due a, a massive payout if they were to, to start going with the, the Commanders there. Maybe they're just not looking to settle with them. Um, but you've also got the, the Army and the Air Force football game as well, which... Why do they need to pay... Does it mean they can't sell merchandise with commanders yeah, on it? They, unless... they, need to, they need to own the name to sell yeah. any sort of merch. It needs yeah. to be theirs. Because, for example, they were to release a T-shirt. Somebody else could release the exact same T-shirt and charge half the price because they don't have the patent on the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would have to buy out the rights from Macaulay or reach an agreement with him that they could actually use the term commanders, which would I how many make him a very wealthy man. I wonder how doesn't, that happen? doesn't that happen? I mean, I've got, I've got a Philadelphia Eagles hat that I got out at a gas station in Fort Myers. Um, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, it says on it. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not legit. I'm pretty sure it's not official merchandise. <laughs> well, you mean that, they that sell non-legit the... NFL merchandise, Kev? Uh, <laughs> Oh, but hey, my mate bought me. I didn't even buy it myself. My mate, he paid for it. What's this? What's this? Yeah. DHK you speak of? I'm not familiar <laughs> with these kinds of places. <laughs> I think. That's a, how many teams do you think this guy has registered? Obviously, in the Redskins, were losing their name. Do you think he's just only created every name he could think of? Thinking, <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick one of them. It's going to be one of these ones, surely. That I'm going to make some money off. Because it was all the other stuff they did, like at the start of the season, it was like, you know, the, the, on the Twitter, it was like, you know, it's time to hashtag take command. And I was like, what, yeah. what, what exactly are we going to take take command of? We're going to take command of the bottom of the NFC East. That's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to have a successful season finishing absolutely rock bottom of our division. Um, I, I, think they should, I think they should go for... Instead of Washington football team, they should just change it around. To say it's, it's it's Washington team football, and then they can just have WTF on the front <laughs> of their t-shirts and stuff, which I think is just think like a bit that, utterly like hilarious. Just have that and all their stuff. Just just WTF, <laughs> which pretty much sums up the Commanders at yeah. this point in time. Let's be honest. <laughs> I was reading a wee bit earlier on. Somebody's made a suggestion. Like their options are buying this guy out or rebranding is basically their two options they've got here. And I read that about it said maybe they should rebrand and because obviously new owners and all that. Let's just rebrand, mm-hmm. clean slate, start new, uh, and take it from there. Which probably isn't a bad idea. Also, it cost them a bit of money, but is it going to cost them more than it would to buy this guy out? Um, I mean, one of the names I liked when they were originally looking at it, I think it was the Red Hogs, which was to do with. Uh, Air Force squadron that was based in mm-hmm. Washington or something like that. Now, yeah. and it's kind of if you walk up to the shops and the logos, and I thought that looked cracking, it looked like proper marketable logo and name and all that. But for some reason, they went for Commando with a W. I don't know, I logo. think they need to lean into the DC a wee bit and go for like the Batman colors and the Superman <laughs> colors and have just loads of change of uniforms. Yeah, the the running backs could <laughs> running backs could wear red with wee flashes of yellow because they're so super. <laughs> like four brands in four years. Maybe they're just going to be like the Washington Chameleons and just change every season. Oh, I like it, Kev. I like it. That's good. That's good. Like that. Like that. Fantastic. And that's um, that'll bring us to the, the end of our news roundup for the, the week there. Um, Dan, you have a top 10 countdown. 
Yes. That you'd like to share with us, we don't know anything about this. this no, I don't know the guys. You're just going to try and guess the answer, so I've not given them any advance notice of what this is about, right? Go so, oh man, we're going to show ourselves up here. <laughs> right. I'll, 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 I'll give you a bit of a couple of points at the point before we start. So this is based on why I picked Roger Stallback to be the person to invest in my football team. And when we run, run through the list, you'll see why. So right. the list is the top 10 either current or ex-NFL players who have the highest net worth. All right? Oh, so, okay. Not just basically career earnings, actual net worth. Right, okay. That means okay. the money they actually are worth now. So Patrick Mahomes built an empire. Yes. So Patrick Mahomes' four hundred and fifty million dollar contract isn't in this list because he's not worth four hundred and fifty million dollars. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So okay. we got his try and work your way through it. There is I'll give his make it a wee bit easier. There's two current players on the list that are still active. And if you can get three of the ones on it, I'll be absolutely astounded. So I'm going away, to go for I'll go for Russell Wilson then to start with. Number Ooh, 10, $165 right. million. Dollars. Okay. <laughs> right, so it's, got, it's got to be made up of basically quarterbacks, let's be honest. It's, it's got to be like you're kind of like a lot of your golden era quarterbacks have now gone on to like, you know, TV work and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be like one of the, like Manning, surely, somebody like that. Which one? Peyton. <laughs> yes, number five, $250 million. Dollars. Okay. Uh, Terry um, Bradshaw. Bradshaw, no. Ooh, no. I, I, I was just thinking the opposite of what was saying, um, and purely because there's, like, uh, it's like in tennis, the richest tennis player um, in the world is not very good at tennis, but they've made absolute fortunes through other ventures. Um, so I'm thinking that it could just be totally random, like totally random NFL players. Yeah, Who's your pick then, Kev? Uh, Michael Vick? No. <laughs> I didn't mm. think so. I don't think you must investment in dog fighting. I don't think dog, uh, dog fighting pays that, that well. So, uh, is Tom Brady on there? Yep, number Brady's four. Brady's got to be in there, yeah. Also $250 million. Dollars. I don't know how it separated him and Manning, but he's four. Um, mm. I'm thinking the uh, Ace Ventura movie, so Dan Marino's got to be in there. Nope, not in the top ten. Oof, no. Who else has built like I say, like built an empire around like I think who else? Tony Romo, uh, OG. Him, CBS. Nope, and nope. No, no, no. Oh, OG. OG's lost it all actually. Nah. Does uh, uh, does, does, what about the cease folk? Does the cease folk count? Uh, there. Uh, well. One of them is definitely deceased. The other one, I'm not 100% sure because I don't Ooh, know. Oh, Madden. Eh? Madden. Madden. Yes, Madden, yep. Number six, 200 million. Right, okay. Right. Surely the guy that you want to what's his name? Stobart. Yes, he's on the list. <laughs> he is number two, right? And this is going to astound you. He is worth $600 million. Wow. How has he made his money? He wow. a real estate company that sold in two thousand and eight for six hundred and thirteen million dollars. Okay, <laughs> which he blew that thirteen million on. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, um, so the ones that we're still to get, give us a wee clue of what. So you've got, you've got a current player to get, which is probably God. fairly obvious. Um, 
You mentioned the surname of one of them already. Manning, then. Yep. Right. Eli? Eli's number 972 million dollars. Okay. So you get eight, seven, three, and one to get. If you get three and one, I'll be astounded, I'll be honest with you. All right. So <laughs> eight and seven is looking more likely. Yeah. So if you can give us a clue, just so we'll get loads of M's and A's for the next half hour. Number eight. Give us a clue what they've made them. Pardon? Number eight, we've spoke about a good bit tonight about a certain injury he has. Uh, Alan Lazar? Oh, no. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, no. yes. Kev. Oh, Rodgers, okay. 200 million, number eight. Number okay. seven wow. is an, an ex-player, 90s, very successful, played on the West Coast. For a team in red and gold. No, uh, no tell us. Steve Young. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. 200 million. I'll just give you the last two because you'll not get them. Yeah, go for it. Number three yep. is a guy called Frank Tarkerton. Never heard of him. Aye. 300 million. Tarkerton, he... former Viking. Is he? Oh, there you go. Aye. Number three, worth 300 million because he uh, had a software company that is kind uh, of some sort of antivirus company. He's a major shareholder on Apple as well. And the start that about him that astounded me that so he's worth three hundred million now as a wow. player. His career earnings were one million dollars. Well, there, there you go. go. And the last one is a bit of a awesome. Number one is a bit of a swear one because he's also is an ex-player and he played to the Baltimore Colts in nineteen fifty-nine, which isn't where he made his money. Obviously, he is the ex-owner of the Carolina Panthers, Jerry Richardson, who's worth yeah. two billion dollars. Ah, two billion. billion. Two billion. So, so he bought the Panthers for two point three billion in two eight two thousand eighteen. He bought them. That was good. Who did not know that actually? Like that. Huh? Maybe I think that could be a new feature plan. Look forward <laughs> to you dividing them with his uh, every week. Kind of top ten. Aye, that was good to do that. They're like Hugh yeah. Keevan on five one super. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough. That's plenty. Um, let's say. Um, just before we finish up, then let's see if we've got a statistic off the week. Anyone got a statistic they would like to share with us? I'll, I'll do my statistic that I brought earlier on, and then we can talk about the, the tedious link that we've mentioned as well. Go for it. Cool. My start of the week, which sounds astounding on the surface, but then we'll explain it. So my start is that the New York Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in an NFL game. Ever. Oof. So, can you believe that, Kev? Until this I believe year. it. I believe. It. I mean, I was just saying that. Never remember us losing to them. So, so Kev, can you tell me since, since 1973, Kev, how many times do you think you've played them? Um, if you hadn't told me earlier, I would have guessed more. I would have guessed yeah. more. To be fair, so they've, so they've only played each other since 1973 12 times, and the Eagles have won all 12 meetings. So, yeah, go birds. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Um, guys, that's 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 wonderful. I think that'll do for the this evening show. As I, I said, earlier on, link, Keith. I've got a tedious oh, link. Oh. Hold on, oh, hold the bus, hold the bus. But before we finish up, <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Craig. <laughs> no, this this was a tedious link. So you remember, like ages ago, in in the the week leading up to the Pro Bowl, we did a we did a pod. And um, Stu and I were in particular hyping up the, the Pro Bowl and how it should be more like gladiators. Well, I've got a gladiators really tedious link. 
So I saw on Instagram today they're announcing. So Gladiators is coming back, first of all. Awesome news. It's going to be on BBC later on this year. But one of the Gladiators is a former NFL player. Um, well, practice squad player, okay, fringe player, but still, there's 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 the tedious link there. So yeah, Alex Gray, um, he is a former practice squad tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He was a British NFL player as well and rugby internationalist, and he's going to be a gladiator. So there you go, it's going to be Apollo. And I found that out today, and I was like, that's that's a good link. I'm going to drop that in there. As long as John Anderson's back in his black and white striped uniform, I'm happy with that. I sincerely hope so. Um, I met Wolf up at the Kingsgate in Nisco Bride when they first opened the Kingsgate Shopping Centre. They had Wolf and Phoenix up on the stage to, to thing me. And I took Amazing. a Wolf mask with me and they shushed me up to the, the side. So I went up and I gave him a fright. And the guy was absolutely terrific. <laughs> um, he turned around, kidded on that, gave him a big, massive fright. And, and, and I, it was wonderful. But uh, Wolf was good. Here's another one for you. I, I'd never thought I'd have to share this story. Trojan Trojan came to Blantyre Sports Centre just for a night. I think they had the, 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 there wasn't anything on or anything. He was just, just turned up. Out. <laughs> he, he yes, world famous, world famous as always. Gentlemen, I think that will do us. Um a terrific, terrific hour content there for us, right? Bang on the hour for us. Thoroughly enjoy talking football with you guys. It's a uh, We'll make sure it's not so long next time. We'll be back again next week to talk more NFL with you. Kev, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Keith. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, Dan, great to have you part as a regular member of the crew, mate. I'm glad to be part and uh, on holiday for the next couple of weeks, guys, but I'll be back. I'll fire my brand new top 10 in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> I don't think I've received that paperwork. We'll, we'll discuss this off air. And uh, Craig, fantastic to hear from you again, buddy. Pleasure, Keith. Cheers, boys. Good to talk to you. So, as always, the, the crew will be back at again next week. As I said earlier on in the episode, we have the WhatsApp community now up and running. Um, anytime there's any wee bits of news, you can share it in there, discuss things like that with your like-minded football fans, especially from Scotland and the, the UK. We're going to grow that over the summer. Uh, if you know anyone that you think would be interested in it, Please share the link with them. We're delighted to get as many people talking about football as it's just getting massive here in the UK. So really, really enjoyed discussing it with new people and we hope to hear from more of you in the next coming weeks as well. You can like and subscribe on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Give us a wee like, a wee rating there. We'd love to hear from you. And we will be back next week. Um, It's a long time between now and September, is it? Yeah. Uh, but the crew will see you through and uh, we'll speak to you again next week thanks very much